three-round discussion with a 20-minute time. Introducing first from a Zoom call in Columbia, South Carolina, Matthew, aka the Unbreakable Spirit, and his opponent from a Zoom call in Atlanta, Georgia, Daniel, aka the Executioner. Take it away, Matthew. Thank you, Jesse, for that wonderful introduction. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 15 of At Odds with the Unbreakable Spirit. And the Executioner, Daniel Tartartartartaravos. Goddamn, 50 episodes. We've been doing this for 50 weeks without break. Except for that one time I forgot to upload an episode and we posted it like a day before we recorded the next one. Whatever. Yeah. All right. You know That's the drill. Topic number one. This one is a no-brainer. Bray Wyatt is the white rabbit. The white word, should we say, the white rabbit reveal. Yeah. Number two. A one-week long, or like one-episode-long Tuesday Night War. Yep. Number three. And this past Saturday was Extreme Rules. It's the and results. We got prediction, and we got the results for the prediction battle. Let's jump in uh, to topic number one. Yep, and that's me. Alright, so Bray Wyatt returned to Extreme Rules, and it turns out Yowie Wowie, he's the white rabbit. I'm not, I mean, I, my honest thoughts on this whole White Rabbit character is this shit is going to be honestly very intriguing because I'm not sure if The Fiend is dead according to Bray Wyatt's new character. I, I would assume he is. Because, I mean, like, yeah, I would assume that it is as well but um but with Bray Wyatt coming back like I'm like you, you never know yeah you never really know like cuz my honest thoughts I cuz at extreme rules we saw his firefly funhouse characters were dressed up as were people and yeah, I'm also people were dressed up as Hus just the pig mercy the most the of the buzzer, Rambling Rabbit, Abby the Witch, and the Fiend, even. Yeah, even the Fiend, which, because I will say is that this, but anyway, is that I believe is that, uh, that I, I believe is that uh, Bray Wyatt is, no matter what he does, and since he has a whore writer that is a part that's going to be worth. It is going to be intriguing on what they do with this character, but it's just to me the problem. The only problem I have with Wyatt's characters is he builds them up sometimes as too strong because you know anytime they put a title on him, you got to make the character lose. Yeah, and that and that loss against Goldberg is sort of what killed the Fiend when you think about it. Yeah. 
You got the timer and right. Yes, I I know. I I I just started it. I forgot. Eh. I realized it while you were talking. All right, but because my honest thoughts are is um with this just being like a bit, I'm not honestly like with the white rabbit seems to be like an unleashed to me. Because when I saw that Bray Wyatt returned on Extreme Rules and he started to sing the whole world in his hands, I I honestly thought is that I'm like, so is uh, that going to be his theme song? Like, what, what the hell is like, What's up with that? Because I thought when, you know, with the past couple of weeks uh, leading up to um uh, leading up to Extreme Rules, I thought that they would have, you know, the White Rabbit song play as all this stuff would be happening. Like, make it much more creepy or something. Yeah, and I just want to say, the whole thing about, like, bracing and he's got the whole world in his hands, he put some bass in that voice. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because, what are your thoughts on this? Um, whole White Rabbit character. I was... Honestly, like, that whole show, we'd only gotten, like, what, one, maybe, like, one hint on the kickoff show. Right? They played that, like, he's debuting tonight and all that shit. And then that entire show, we didn't get one mention of the White Rabbit until... After the main event, which we'll go into more detail about the show later. Yeah. Um, and the lights went out. Apparently, and according to like recent news, we never reported this, but Extreme Rules ticket sales went up after it was revealed the White Rabbit would be debuting at Extreme Rules. Yeah, because. I will say, with the whole White Rabbit character, my honest thoughts are, and this is something I've also heard, I've heard Bray Wyatt also teasing going after the Universal title. Yeah. Which, but, like, the rights go out, they start showing the Firefly Funhouse people, and then the, the Fiend's burnt mask, and then the Fiend, and Bray literally comes out like this it, it looks like a cabin or something. Yeah. Takes off his mask. The The crowd is losing their minds by this point. And they were losing it when it all started, actually. <laughs> yeah, because... Okay. So where does his character... Where does Bray Wyatt go from here? What would you like to see Bray Wyatt do uh, this time? Fun- it's funny you mentioned that. I saw on Ringside News that apparently uh-huh. he is going to be a part of the SmackDown brand. Yeah, I I, I really honestly don't really see that there's a difference between... Because I, I, I really don't really see the difference between the Raw or SmackDown, even the brand split, because like you said, like we said in the past, the people from Raw show up on SmackDown. There's not, is there really a brand split with one title? 
Okay, that's actually fair considering they have unified tag team champions again. Yes, but that is cool to see. Now, for me, a few... No, I don't know if Drew McIntyre feud with Karrion Cross is over or not. I, uh, I mean, I assume there would still be some bad beef considering Scarlet Pepper sprayed yeah. Drew. Yeah, but... Uh, that's off topic. That has literally nothing to do with topic number one. No, but my, my like, like, a few that I want to see is uh, Cross versus Wyatt, or I would want to see Edge versus Wyatt in a rivalry. Or Edge, or, um, or I would like to see McIntyre feud with Wyatt. I would, I don't know, Riddle feud with Wyatt. Yeah, like, I legitimately thought during the show that Wyatt was gonna somehow get into the fight pit and cost Riddle, and then the rivalry with Rollins would be over, and Riddle would be like, Bro, you tossed me a match. I'm gonna beat the shit out of you. Sort of thing. Yeah, but but no, he surprisingly waited until after the match to debut. Waited close to the camera, said, "I'm back," and blew out his lantern, showing. Yeah, well, I will say is um. With White Rabbit, with Bray Wyatt being bad, like, I will say is that, um, I don't think all, I think people might want to start to pay more attention to the background, because I don't think since Bray Wyatt has, has returned, I don't think those, um, QR codes are gonna stop. I think there's just gonna be more of them. Yeah, and keep in mind, he's supposed to appear on SmackDown tomorrow as of this recording. Yes. So, who knows what's going to happen? Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. Now, in the words I, of many commentators, anything can happen in the world of professional wrestling. My final thoughts on this, before we move on to segment number two, is um, I am, personally, I am very glad that Bray Wyatt is back in the WWE but I just hope that with his return to the WWE, I hope that they just don't ruin anything he does. Yeah, and the they just let Bray Wyatt just do his own thing. Yeah, give Bray creative control of his character. Well, I well, what I would suggest is work with you know Triple H, the horror writer, and Bray all work together to create something amazing. Yeah, and keep in mind. Uh... Bray Wyatt's brother, Bo Dallas, is rumored to be returning to WWE at any moment. Yeah. And then, hell, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson made their return. Yeah, and that was a that was out of nowhere. <laughs> like, it was rumored, and then, like, oh, rumored. Oh, okay. Surprise. But, yeah, that's a topic for another day. We'll be back right after this with topic two. Hello, everybody, and we are back with a topic, and number two, the one-night Tuesday night war 
episode. Yeah, so you have no clue what we're talking about, probably, if you don't watch weekly television. Yes. So AEW Dynamite will be airing a special episode. This Tuesday. This coming Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. The same time NXT. NXT has their new home show before Halloween Havoc is on a is a pay-per-view next week. Yeah, it's a premium live event for the first time this year, and we will be doing a prediction battle for that on episode 51. Fuck. No. <laughs> yeah. And I, I will say, I know we normally do like the results afterwards, but since the episode after that will be the one-year anniversary we're probably going to delay the prediction results by about a week. Yeah, just so you know. But uh, my, my thoughts on this is that that is a bit interesting. Like, uh, my honest thoughts on it, that is, um, I will say that, like, that, that should be, I guess, interesting to see, but... Uh, at the same time, because, like, the only big thing that AEW has that episode is Hangman Page versus John Moxley for the AEW world title. That's yeah. Really it. Hey, well, I mean, what do you think of this stuff? Well, I think is that I don't Maybe there were some special circumstances that AEW had to air this on a Tuesday. I mean, but I don't based... see why they couldn't just air it on a Thursday. Uh, I mean, my best guess is probably has something to do with the Major League layoffs. Probably. Just a thought. <laughs> and I'm going to take your word for it, considering your place of employment. Yeah, fair enough. But also, also you could just look at. Also, it's just probably. I mean, I'm just guessing. I really have no idea. I'm just taking a wild guess. Hey, it's a good theory, man. I will say is that um my like my honest thoughts on this is um well it should be interesting with uh, NXT doing their own uh doing a pay per view. Uh. That they normally do a live uh, event for. That they normally have normally for the past two years normally have it be a TV special. It should be interesting with them actually doing this as a pay per view. And my honest question is: Is it going to going forward not going to go from a TV special to a actual? pay-per-view i i don't know i and you could ask the same about blood and guts i feel like is that ever gonna be an actual pay-per-view for AEW, or is it just gonna remain a tv special that's fair because all right um my honest thoughts on this is um like well uh, well, AEW is probably going to have some banger matches because they always 
seem because I always have good matches on uh, weekly television, which is, I guess, a good thing. But um, it should be quite interesting to see what AEW puts up other than just an AEW world title match. Yeah. Thoughts? My thoughts are if they want to compete with a go-home show to a WWE premium live event, their card needs to be stacked. And I know our show, our podcast normally it started off sort of shitting on WWE. I feel like it shifted to shitting on AEW because they've stolen a majority of stars from WWE and that doesn't really draw a crowd. Yeah. Uh, and I will say, um, like, I hope with AEW going on uh, Tuesday, I um, um, I mean, I I, I, can, I I don't really agree is that you know maybe that AEW will have some uh, some uh, stacked matches and hell. Maybe they could add it with having Nyla Rose challenge uh, Jay Cargo because I think that might be the only actual challenge to uh, to uh, Jay Cargill's TBS title. Yeah, I, I know. I'll be saying my DVR and watching NXT live, but I'll definitely watch Dynamite afterwards. It'll probably take me till midnight to finish it because. I'm terrible when it comes to fast-forwarding through commercials. Yeah, uh... Alright, uh... How long we got on this timer? 20 seconds. Gotcha. Alright, final thoughts on this is, um... I believe is that... uh, I hope NXT, you know... I know, you know, NXT normally has a good match, good, uh... I hope NXT, you know, has a good show to set up stuff for their uh paper for their uh pay per views, and I hope that whatever AEW decides to do for Tuesday night, the one night Tuesday night Dynamite, is um that maybe they uh that maybe they actually have a show that I'll actually give it them other than a world title match. Uh, yeah, but we'll be back with the results of the prediction battle. Right after this. And we are back with the results of the Extreme Rules Prediction Battle. We touched a little bit of what happened on the show earlier. But it was in reference to Bray Wyatt, not the actual match card. Okay, Matthew. uh, This is your segment. Take it away. Yeah, we're going to go in order that we predicted because that's how I have it listed. And I don't want to try to remember the actual order of the show. Fair enough. Go on. The first match we predicted was the Extreme Rules match between Liv Morgan and Rowdy Ronda Rousey. Solid match. Yeah, really solid. It, It was pretty good. Yeah. But in the end, Liv did not tap out. She passed out with a smile on her face. 
giving Ronda the victory. So it's up one by Travis. Yeah. The second match was the strap match Drew McIntyre versus Karrion Cross. And I did mention earlier sort of how this match ended. Scarlett was sort of the defining factor of Karrion Cross's victory by literally pepper spraying Drew McIntyre. Then the cross jacket Drew submitted up to by Travis. Yeah, because I, I will say is um uh, I will say <laughs> McIn- but I will say McIntyre's um Cross's decision to uh jump McIntyre before the match was honestly kind of a brilliant move on his yeah on yeah, his. yeah it's a classic heel tactic you'll see pre-match assault on the WWE stands for this oh yeah I forgot about that guy anyways the third match we predicted was the Raw Women's Championship ladder match for the first time ever women in a ladder match Yep. And it was a, I think it was a good contest. And I'm not being biased because that's, that's who I, because who I predicted to win won. I mean, mean, honestly, it was a solid, like, it wasn't the best match of the night, but it was solid. Yeah, it wasn't the best best match, but it wasn't the worst. But in the end, Bianca won, and that gives me my first point. Although we did talk about this, is that I, it is kind of strange how Bailey pinned her at Clash of the Castle and chose a ladder match. Yeah, that was dumb on Bailey's part, but she was probably thinking that since this is three moves, they need to have a stipulation. And she forgot about Falls Count Anywhere, No Host Bard, Extreme Rules, Iron Chairs, Man. a bunch of different stuff she chose chosen. Yeah. Next match. Right. The next match that we predicted was the I Quit match between the Rated R Hall of Famer Edge and Finn Balor. For the first time ever. Yeah, for the first time ever, they're screwing off. Good and, match. Uh, it I was thought, a good match. I honestly, I honestly thought with how uh, crazy this rivalry has been, I honestly thought that uh, that there would be some busted open and a, and a lot more and a lot more violence from this. Yeah, match. something we should cover next week is the fact that T- that WWE will not be coming TV fourteen under the Triple H regime. Yeah, but solid match, and uh, when Edge's wife, Beth, was threatened with a a concerto, he quit. And they still did it anyway, because they're heels. Because heel gonna heel. Yeah, but but also in that match, Dominic, like, this is something I really want want to talk about, because it's a part of this match, you know, Dominic, again. And also, this happened this past Monday on Raw. Dominic put his hands on his father twice, but, like, you know, put his hands on his father twice and beat the shit out of him. But, yeah, Ray doesn't do anything. Like, like I got to be honest here. 
while Dominic, you know, is a really good heel, it kind of makes this rivalry kind of weak if Rey Mysterio doesn't put his hand on his kid because it it just because I know you know he's trying to be like oh he's my son and all that shit, but it's like, bro, you're a professional wrestler. It's your job. Yeah. Fight me. Like, come on. What's next? He's going to throw... Like, what is... Like, here's my question. What is Dominic Mysterio going to have to do to get his father to fight him? I have no idea. But I will say about this match is... um, It was a solid match. And I don't think that this is going to be the end of this rivalry. But I could also see, you know, continuing with a War Games match... Or with some sort of mixed tag team match, honestly. Yeah, I feel like the next match at, like, Crown Jewel or whatever is going to be Edge and Beth Phoenix versus either Dominic and Rhea Ripley or Finn and Rhea Ripley. Or Damian Priest. Yeah, or that. Basically, a male member of the Judgment Day teaming with Rhea Ripley. Yes. But anyways, on to the next match. The Braun Brutes versus Imperium. And in a-, a good old-fashioned Donnybrook match, which I was an idiot and didn't realize that I've seen that match. I was like, oh, that I've actually seen the first match live in person was the first ever one between Sheamus and Finbara. No, Sheamus and McIntyre. And that was the best match of the entire show. Yeah, you were at the SmackDown, and you... I guess it wasn't very memorable for you, even though you just said it was the best match of the show. Yeah, but I will say, that match was probably the most brutal of the matches, I will say, for um, the card. Um, I, um, like, I honestly thought Sheamus would have wanted to, like... Pin, you know, after hitting carry across with, after hitting Gonta with a um, with a uh, with a with the Celtic cross through the table, I thought he would want to get revenge on him by pinning him. Was it the Celtic cross or white noise? Celtic cross. Okay. Why can't they just call it the high cross? That's what it was originally called when Seamus started using it. Uh, because I will say is um. I really hope that I crown because I'm going to say this now. Well, these two matches have been bangers. They need Sheamus and Gunther, I think, to go one more time at, at Crown Jewel. And for God's sakes, people, for God's sakes, guys, make it a stipulation match. I don't care what. Here, Here's my pitch for that match. At Crown Jewel, Sheamus versus Gunther for the Intercontinental title in a last man standing match. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Just the... Oh, fuck. Yes. Shut up and take my money. Just... God. <laughs> I mean, we'll be watching Crown Jewel either way. But that... Might as well make this something interesting. I either do a standing match 
or an Iron Man match. Oh, God. And, and, Give what? them 45 minutes and let them go ham on a biscuit. Yes, because I will say the, well, like, I will say these two probably, you know, have the best rivalry. One of the best rivalries going on, but it's just oh, I rivalry think, of 2022 for sure. Yeah, I will say, but it's just I think the next time they encounter, I think Sheamus needs to win because, well, Sheamus needs to be the Grand Slam champion, eh? Yeah, and what better place to do that than a crowd drew in Saudi Arabia? In a in a via in some sort of uh, yeah. But that is my uh, second point on the board for this because the... Oh, wait, I just realized I messed up. Oh, no. Imperium one, right? No. Oh, the Brawn Brutes did? Yes. Oh, thank God I thought I messed up. I picked the Brawn Brutes and uh, they got the victory. The next match. The final match we predicted was the Fight pit. Man. The King of Bros, Matt Riddle, who was surprisingly serious for this match, versus the visionary Seth freaking Rollins. Yeah, no, I will say is um that match was a solid match. No, I'm, I'm honestly wondering if JR were calling it, he'd call it a slobber knocker. Yeah. But I'm honestly wondering, is um, is that the end of their rivalry? I think so. I don't think so, but I hope so. Because honestly, if you go through, like, three is a crowd. If you go to four, you're just being annoying. I mean, um, but now that Seth Rollins is the United States champion, it gives something to feud over. True. Good match. I, I should have said fight pit with special guest referee Daniel. UFC Hall of Famer Daniel Corbier, who for some reason they were stupidly abbreviating to DC. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. Because I will say is that I had thought at some point throughout this match, I thought he was going to, um, I thought, you know, that, uh, and I will say Seth actually did. I will say, I thought Seth would, uh, with the devious man that he is, I thought that Seth would use a lot more underhanded tactics to try to win this match. Like, if Dylan the only one. Bad side? No, thank you. Eh, fair enough. But, I mean, because I was like, the match was a solid. It, it, it was a good match. Like, Seth did better than I thought he would, honestly. Yeah. And uh, Matt Riddle won. And then the Fitman Bray Wyatt. My third point on the board, might I add. And then Bray Wyatt returned, and yeah, the show was over. Yeah, was yeah. It, admittedly, the main event of the show was undershadowed by the return of Bray Wyatt. Yeah. In fact, you could probably say that about any match on the card. Yeah. And did I say overshadowed? <laughs> Sorry, I meant overshadowed. Yeah, because that was from Bray Wyatt's return was got the pop of the night. 
Yeah, because they've been teasing this for weeks. Yeah. Alright, um... Alright, uh, so... I'm afraid I got some bad news, people. Coin flip. We are tied and there was not a kickoff match. God damn it. <laughs> Meaning. And I watched the entire kickoff show to make sure there was one, but there wasn't. Shit. Meaning, we have a coin flip. Now, I use my phone to set up the so, literally during this recording, I went on the app store on my iPad and downloaded a coin flip app. Alright, cool. Since Travis got the first point in our predictions, I will allow him to call heads or tails. I call... Tails. And remember, people, whoever loses this coin flip We'll have to watch a horror hey, movie good. of the winner's choice, good or bad. Alright. And currently for coin flips, I am 0-1 for this podcast. Oh, no. Make that 0-2 for this podcast. You are... God damn it. Yeah. It landed on Tails. Meaning Travis now has four, and I have three. <sighs> Meaning uh, I will have to watch a horror movie of his choice before Crown Jewel. Yep. So what it would be, Travis? What am I watching? You are watching, and I'm making this decision on the spot, but you are going to be watching the movie... Called American Psycho. I've actually With... heard of that, but never watched that movie. Yeah, that is the movie you gotta watch. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, that is all three topics. Well, goodbye. We... Roll the outro. Yeah, we'll be back at you with episode fifty-one, the penultimate ah. episode for the unofficial season one next week. Roll. That goddamn outro. Thank you for listening to Add Ons, hosted by the Unbreakable Spirit and the Executioner. Edited by the Unbreakable Spirit. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at MTS underscore life underscore zero one two six you can follow me on instagram at dan travis one two one and you can also follow me on the twitter at dan the executioner twenty one and you can follow the podcast at adults podcast we'll be back next week with more debates and discussions but until then the executioner and the unbreakable spirit will still be at odds. Thank you, losers. <laughs>